and welcome to this week's episode of Offset Out of the Box. My name is Nush Lewis. Out of the Box is an interview series where we interview some of the most interesting music educators, educators who are doing things differently and essentially thinking out of the box. Our guest this week is the very accomplished Rudy David. A lot of you may know him from one of India's earliest indie rock bands, Thermal and Aquato. Apart from being a performing artist, he is also a songwriter and composer. Has worked with the likes of Dr. El Subramaniam, Lucky Ali, and Raghudichit, to name a few. Uh, he was also the creative director at the Jazz Theatre at Windmills in Bangalore. In 2007, he created two unique sound intervention solution the solutions called Humdrum and Rudiments of Music, which is exactly why we got him on this episode. Welcome, Rudy, and thank you for making time out for us. Thanks, Nash. Uh, happy to be here and happy to share. Awesome. Okay, so tell me, what inspired you to go from composing and performing with some of the best names in the business to music education? Uh, I think it's been a parallel because I didn't go from one to the other. That still continues. I still work with um, whoever will work with me and whoever I'm I'm open to working with. Um, that's been a good trip. It's been a dream run, um, and twenty years or something of that has been. It's been good as an artist. I've traveled around the world. I've played all the kinds of music I wanted to, but it's always been a learning process. And um, I've never considered myself so much of a teacher as much as a learner. And when I came across um, Sidhu, and that's one of the kids that introduced me uh, to autism and terms like neurodiverse and um, mm. like things that they use, which which are um, basically uh, learning difficulties, uh, difficulties with um, speaking. And um, in parallel, I've been studying about things like um, where the origins of language and math come from. From music, if you look at it, look at Samaveda, for instance, it has the origins of, of language itself in music, coming from bird calls, coming from things around us, and working with kids. These kids, in particular, um, I tried uh, using my whatever experience of, of music to teach them. I found I couldn't. Uh, you had to each one is an individual, and you had to figure out how best to teach them, how, how best, and then it worked. It dawned on me that I. Maybe I, instead of teaching them, I could learn from them, and that's when it—that's what Sidhu uh, taught me. That he, in his more non-verbal way of drumming with two fingers or one finger, wow. that you can uh, uh, maybe you can't teach me, but you can try learning from me, and that's flipped it around for me. And I started learning from them, and from him and his extended family of artists and kids uh, that I've come to know, um, I learn from them. And I learned each one teaches me something brilliant, and that's more I found more empowering than anything else I've done on stage, yeah. and um, that really charges me. Even if it's like a fifteen-minute session that I do, and now online, which I never thought I would do, um, yeah. it was something that we um, the whole education thing uh, started out with drum circles because I'd worked with um, sure. drum jam uh, folks, Roberto and Vasundra. And uh, that was an engaging process. So we would do it for corporates and stuff like that, huge oh. things. But they were one-offs. Yeah. And uh, we would find people were really charged with it. But then I explored that area more and found that this is a good way to um, get community music going. And yeah. so the school that we started doing uh, these workshops with were community community drum circles, where the kids were not given any instruction. There was no verbal 
you couldn't give them any instruction anyway, even if you wanted to. But yeah. you could put out drums, and when you put drums out in a circle, they yeah. start playing. Um, and then you have to figure out how to to stop them playing because they yeah. can go on for hours <laughs> together. Yeah, Usually I know that. Be like forty-five minute sessions, and um, we find them even the most um, unwilling ones would slowly start uh, creeping into the circle and doing something. And as a facilitator, my job would be to find those little ones and get them to become leaders. Yeah. And as soon as that spark came on, uh, that they'd see that oh, I'm doing something, and it may not might not have been anything big. It might have been something as simple as using this or just doing this, and then the whole crowd would be just doing this. Yeah. And it would be like an ocean of the sound. Yes. And yeah, and these drums we, I mean, I developed them um, basically because the kids had uh, certain frequency ranges that I found um, that they would melt down if you use the djembe in that class. Then yeah, more than yeah. three days in a room would be like too loud for anybody to handle. Yes. So I ended up developing these things out of completely recycled materials, stuff you can get in a hardware store. So like a sofa cover um, with cable ties. Wow. And, um, different materials like packing materials inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and That's- the idea was to keep the frequency low. Yeah. It's like a like a frame drum. But yes. at the same time, you could manipulate the, the tone by by a pressure here, oh. and you could hum along, and that's that's where humdrum came from. The idea of um, so we could have twenty of these in a small room, and it won't be loud, yeah. but it will be meditative. You'll get a low whoa 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 yeah. whoa whoa uh, so happening on the floor level. And and I'm sure, like for children who are sensitive to sounds and hypersensitive to sounds and frequencies, this really probably works in that favor where no one is getting overstimulated or anything it came from them it came from the kids really um, because uh, and for one thing uh, a lot of the uh, kids i work with are from the underprivileged section so they they don't have access they can't spend 5 10000 rupees on a drum yeah so the idea was to make also teach them how to make these drums and make it easily affordable and easily storable so they they actually uh, fit one into the other and you can store them quite easily you can have 20 drums in a corner whereas 20 of the regular drums would be would cost a lot and be difficult to store besides yeah. they wouldn't use it because they didn't like that sound the mm-hmm. tone that came through was the difficult one it yeah. is a these the djembe's are particularly and all the percussion instruments are meant to ball amplify yes. they're meant to be louder they're meant to take it louder um, yeah. but then I, i had to figure out a way to make them softer and so these oh. these are like you can play them inward like you hold them to your chest and play and you feel you feel yeah. the vibration inward yeah. and it's just a hand thing it's very easy on the hands it doesn't hurt um, yeah. that kind of thing so from the drum circles it evolved into um, a form of of uh, just finding out what these chords were and they were as simple as this so um, i i'll show you samples of this huh? yes. it's just uh, little lines of chord that um, that we started making yes. you can see the the uh, it's code for uh, the gray boxes are where you don't play correct the uh, white ones are for the right and left hand so we evolved a form of uh, balancing uh, doing right left patterns and leaving out so the space bar the importance yes. of the space bar on your keyboard yes. defining sound by those spaces and understanding the code of language from that 
Yeah. Uh, why are the hands? Because a lot of them are unverbal, uh, non-verbal. Those that could make sounds would make ah, uh, and then discovering what is the first word, what what mm. could be the first word. Yeah, uh, coming from the air that we breathe, and I know Vasundra spoke about this thing about um, a uh, the air and how that is a source. I mean, the source of of, uh, yes. of emotion, yes. language, and so that's been a discovery in itself using this balancing technique. So. Uh, using right left then introducing sounds like tha then um, punctuating it into a tha taka takita takademi yeah. so using the western system using the indian system as well yeah. so another bit i'll show you is um, we eventually get them to being able to read something like this so there's no no actual lines of pitch yeah. but it's all just percussion and yeah. um, looking at uh, sounds like this so you can Already read a tha 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 taka 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 taka. So that's the code. A tha and a taka put on a line of counting in fours and being able to read it off. And almost immediately you can see some of the kids drawing stuff like this, like in in the in the speck of of ten fifteen minutes they can read tha 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 taka 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 taka. And then assigns for space. So it's just about four or five symbols. Uh, so, we don't introduce pitch. It's just about drumming and yeah. uh, learning to code the difference between a one and a zero, and a one, two, and a zero. So one and zeros. Uh, then the binary system, which is yeah. two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. Um, that's our computer code. But yeah. um, it, it all connects up, and uh, we have a lot of fun. And the learning experience for me has been great, and I've found I'm sure. the. I wanted to actually ask you. Uh, yeah. Was w- did you decide on doing this with the drum just because it's it and especially the one that you've created is that because it's easier to play rather than giving them like say you know I don't know a keyboard or like a a, a guitar or something like that. This is just it's more accessible. It's more accessible. A lot of kids don't even have the drum now, and they use the table or they mm-hmm. use a book. Or a yeah. box, yeah. and that's enough because yeah. you don't really need a drum. You yeah. need to be able to get this idea of of time, and the whole book itself. I mean, that's that's what it's called. It's called time. Yes. And this book itself was designed by one of the high functioning kids who who got into illustration, and uh, it's his effort more than mine. Mind There's no author to it, but yeah. uh, rudiments of music is a common term, yeah. and volume one, it's only about rhythm. So my name has gotten to there. Yeah. Um, Rudiment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I. But it's love the effort that. of of a lot. <laughs> um, and it's a method of practicing more than anything else. Yes. It's a method of doing this, and that's all we ask. We ask you to do 15 minutes a day, uh, every day. And the idea of having two drums is that a parent and kid can have this conversation at home. And you asked me about uh, where it, why, uh, why the drum. Um, drumming, if you look at it, is the first language. It is it is acknowledged as the first language. If you look at uh, even tribal nations like in in uh, old Africa and Red Indians and stuff like that, you have drumming as a as a as a core culture, and mm. from that comes movement and then voice and all of that layered over it. But once you understand that value of okay, you can play and then uh, measure it. You can mm. start measuring. Down by playing and not playing um, this, that same space bar value, you find that we are defined by the spaces around us, not by the 
the things we are not sure. um, and that's that's really a big discovery and for these kids the difference between an a ah and an a ah and mm. then making that an um or a amma so you have to ask yourself what was your first word and then the second the bigger question would have been what could have been the first word ever for this planet you know you're yes. talking about yes. 5000 years or something of evolution of language it's only 5000 years it's not yes. 5 to 10000 maybe we can't measure yeah. that accurately but you come from the birds and that coo or a ka ka sound and babies do that they they imitate so we we use that we use that imitation technique of of learning from the kids if they are able to play a rhythm can the parent uh, reflect that usually it's the kid is drumming away but the parent saying can he stop that i mean he's got a natural thing of doing this you know it's stemming um but if you put that hand on a tabla it will actually make sense but they're trying to shut him up and say yeah. can you get him to speak instead i said don't stop that stemming that stemming is really important yes stemming or stemming or whatever they call it i yes. mean i'm not good with the yes. terms <laughs> but uh, i can recognize rhythm when i see it and yeah. that that as a musician it's natural to me actually, a lot of the parents can do that how i would look at it is is the child doing that is is that's his way of communicating he probably i mean he's not exactly. speak yeah. and he probably doesn't want to and that's his yeah. way so i think it's it's just i think it, it, it's nice to accept that over like being able to to say something no of course yeah, yeah. No, and we find that now especially over this last couple of months i found um, through this medium i'm able to connect because it's all one on one and uh, yeah. the kids are able now to use this medium to to sit with me and drum across Yeah. um and i get the parents to sit in as well because yeah. this this course is is meant for parents it's, it's a yeah. design for parents especially parents who think they're they're non musical and yeah. i give them a sense of how to do this code and see that it's actually quite simple in the span of like 15 minutes or a half an hour workshop they all know how to read and write at least the ta ta ka business that i showed yeah. you yeah, it's not complex the, music which is the basis yeah. of all music that we learn so. yeah Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so some of them now, some of them now evolve, evolve to putting that tata ka on a keyboard and yeah. using like two fingers, or instead of going from gross move, movement to to fine motor movement, and then using all fingers. Some of them have keyboards lying around. Some of them have xylophones. So then the pitch comes in, and they're able to to code with pitch, and uh, immediately you can see the light go on yeah. in there. in their faces when when they realize oh i'm actually making a tune or this is a tune i know but this is what it looks like on the sheet and i can yeah. measure it now yeah and uh, we use metronome we use uh, all that kind of thing to try and get the measure going that's amazing yeah. okay i want to also talk about the app that you deliver uh, uh, developed that was the humdrum app which basically aids yeah. lesson is that's what i understood yes Uh, I downloaded it today, and I must say, mm-hmm. it not only has concepts that are broken down so well, like you showed me in the book, where everything it's it's so yeah. it's extremely visual. Uh, mm-hmm. Was the app a part of the initial plan, or is that something that you all decided to develop on the way? The app is still a work in progress. You can see it's very basic. It's just the book, yes, um, okay. with a with a little. Me- metronome uh, tied in at the bottom and the metronome is different in the sense that it has only four speeds so yeah, it has uh, 80 100 120 and 60 and these are the speeds that we try to engage them and it stops after 16 counts it doesn't go on yeah 
Yeah. Okay, so you have the option of sitting it and it guides you through each line on the book. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll take you to the end of the line and stop. And the idea of it is uh, you you can use a regular metronome. You can use yeah. the old wind up one if you have one. Yeah. And uh, um, and I use that also. I use the old. Uh, yeah, I have the old one there. <laughs> yeah. I use that and I use that at my workshops and I get parents also to use it because it's a tactile thing. Yes. And um, this uh, whole app is still a work in progress. I've now I started doing um, interpretation of the lines, like with me actually doing it on a video. Yeah. Uh, so the kids can look at it and, and play along. Uh, so I don't have to be there. One of the things was, how can I share this? How can I get others to, to know what I'm doing or what share my learning with them? And the app came about. So it's developed with a friend who's who's just doing it because he can. Yeah. And uh, we're slowly figuring it out. We didn't have a fixed plan. But I knew the book was a structure. Yes. So we had to put it in there. And yeah. now we're trying to redevelop it and say, how can we animate those lines to make it more accurate, make it more interactive and actually get a, get the job done. Yes. Um, it's not a, it's not working perfectly right now, but yeah. it is effective. Honestly, um, a lot of the kids a use place it. to start with. Like I love what I saw. And, and like you said, it, it's so basic, but just mm. I, I loved how everything was just broken down. Nothing. There was not, not too much written about anything. And it was yeah. just very like we were going step by step through the whole concept, which I honestly, I loved it was. Yeah. Um, I also want to ask you about when, when you're integrated this program uh, specifically for adults and children of special needs, uh, what has been the reaction from like special needs educators and therapists who, who you work with? So I think it started out with a couple of schools in Chennai and now in Kochi and a few over here. There must, must be about, about 18, 20 schools that are running this program over the last three, four years that it's been developed. Sure. And it's all been positive because a lot of the, again, the teachers and, and parents and uh, everybody's included in these workshops and the owners. Uh, owners are usually parents who don't, don't have, didn't have another school, so they started one. Um, yeah. And a lot of them are not trained. A lot of the social workers also are not trained and definitely not in music. And uh, it comes across to them that it's so easy. Uh, I don't have to know music. I don't have to be a musician to do this. Yes. And it's just counting in fours. I know how to count up to four. I know how to beat my hands together. I know yeah. how to make a sound. Tha. I can do I can do thaka. Yeah. Then I can do din. I can do da. <laughs> okay, that's enough. And yeah. then I can read and write music already. In, in the, sp- the span of about two-day workshop, which is about two hours each day, they yeah. all learn how to read and write music. And yeah. uh, music at the level of this, at what they need to. Yeah. They're not yet applying it to a piano or a guitar or something yeah. complex like that. But they can. And uh, the reaction has been amazing because I told you, like, it's, it's, a, it's for the parents. It's for the teachers. This whole workshop thing is for yeah. them. A lot of the kids won't be able to analyze it or read it. True. Some of them do. And some of them get down to doing it. They start off with just pacing themselves to beating on a drum and then yeah. slowly introduce the tha. And then I try to get them to see something on the book that they can relate to. Yeah. Some of them that, them that can read, yeah. uh, start reading off straight. I've got a few kids now who are playing piano based on this program, meaning okay. they've, they've come from just drumming and, and, and reading. And now they're playing both hands. That means simple things, uh, simple tunes, but yeah. playing both hands and reading two lines, which is, which is a lot. 
That's no. a lot. No. And uh, the parents are amazed because uh, one thing it does, the, the metronome does is slow them down. A lot of them don't have this sense of time. Yes. And time is where the memory is sitting, really. Yeah. Time and the use of the space and the ability to speak very fast or speak slow with power. Yes. You know, and that they get. And so I know parents who now use this, uh, tell the kid, speak at 80 beats per minute. Okay. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they understand. It says, okay, I'm going too fast. You're, you're speaking at 120 plus. Yes. Bring it down to 80, bring it down to 60. And the kid gets it. And he's able to slow down. Another thing they do, a lot of them have this start, this start saying, like a da 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 which goes on like that. So we take it from there with the da 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 on the drum and slow it down. Like a da 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 and then give it the pause. So a da 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 is immediately a word or a dada for yeah. or a mamma. Yeah. Or something like that. So yeah. language we are discovering what it's their language is. We have to develop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, we have to understand their language first. A lot of them have Absolutely. a didgeridoo kind of sound, which is like a whoa, 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 or like that kind of sound. Yeah. So we need to get in there and and do that. Do that with them. Feel how it, see how it feels to experience that sound. And then how can we connect it back to something that I know, yeah. um, or which might be beneficial to him to know. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's evolving still. It's a long process, and but it's been a good five, seven years in developing this whole I'm thing. sure. I mean, none of this is like, oh, it's, it never happens overnight. These things are things that take a good amount of time, a good amount of research. And you've also got to be lucky to work with like the right-minded people. So, Oh, yeah. Like parents are open to trying this um, also because they don't have many options. There aren't too, too many musicians who come out and say, yeah, we're ready to do this or we know how to do this. Yes. Um, I didn't say I know how to do it because I didn't. I had to figure it out, but I had the time and, and I, I put in put in the time and I had the parents who were ready to work with me. I had teachers and uh, yeah. facilitators, psychologists, um, all who were able to support what, uh, sure. what I was trying to do and help it grow. So it's not just me. It's, it's been a lot of effort. A lot I'm of people. sure. I'm sure. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Rudy, for sharing your insights. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Nesh. Happy to be here and happy to share. I'm, I'm uh, all the best with what you're doing. Yeah, I look thank forward to seeing you out there. Yeah. Thank you. And for everyone watching, thank you for joining us. And remember to like, share and subscribe. Offset Out of the Box is produced by Offset Education in partnership with Ben and edited by Ayan.